wink. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. January 20th, 2017 will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Let's go see the elephant without a rose. All you irredeemable, deplorables, dregs of society, and bitter clingers, welcome to Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries Radio Show. I'm Pierce Outlaw of Patriot Home Funding, broadcasting, pinch-hitting for the philosopher, political mad scientist, Christopher Hart, who is also pinch-hitting for our friend Mark Walters on Armed America Radio for the first hour of our show today. I'm broadcasting from the Relaxing Comfort Studios on the Thompson Jewelers Crystal Clear Diamond Microphone on the bigger, bolder, stronger, and more important than ever, and Salem Media Station of the Year, 9.50 a.m. and 94.9 FM, The Answer. You can check out our Rumble channel on rumble.com, where if you are watching right now, you will see me in red, and on the other side of the table, Nostra Dennis. A bald man in an X chair. 
you kind of think of Patrick Stewart, don't you? I think of a guy that's really comfortable in his skin. Uh, you can uh, you can subscribe to Rumble. Just go on to Rumble, search American Adversary, subscribe, and you'll receive daily notifications. You'll be able to view the show live, view archive shows, and you can even drop comments that we will respond to. You can also listen to the show on TheAnswerOrlando.com, the Answer Orlando app for your smart devices, our website, AmericanAdversaries.com, where you can see uh, archived interviews, archived songs that Nostra Dennis has done for parodies, uh, profiles and bios on the show host, and a lot of other interesting content and links. And you can also get us on Alexa, but be careful with Alexa because she's listening in on you just as much as the NSA. The number to join us if you care to call in is 407-774-8255. We'll have our WACX Channel 55.7 audience joining us at 530, as will Patrick Magaro from the Hall Scott Magaro PA Appeals Law Group to talk about the legal issues in the news and then finally the killer bee will come out of the hive and join us at 6.30 and the philosopher political mad scientist Christopher Hart will be back at 6 p.m. So I wanted to dive right into the economic numbers this morning and the turmoil in the financial markets uh, based on an expectation of 205,000 jobs with an unemployment rate of 3.4%. The non-farm payrolls came in up 311,000 this morning, and that's the 11th consecutive month above market expectations, which probably tells us more about the market expectations than it does about the actual number. The unemployment rate, the headline rate, the U3 rate, came in up 2.2% at 3.6%. The blockbuster January unemployment report, which came in at 517,000 jobs, almost an unbelievable number, it was revised downward, get this, only 13,000 jobs. December's number, which was also pretty strong, was revised downward 21,000 jobs. So the economy has uh, created a million jobs in the past three months. The labor force participation rate was up 0.1% to 62.5%. Average hourly earnings increased 0.2% month over month and 4.6% year-over-year, and that just marks slowdown from February. The lowest-paying jobs in the survey, which are leisure and hospitality and retail, combined for over half of the gains, manufacturing, transportation, along with warehousing and logistics, combined for a loss of 56,000 jobs, which confirms previous weaknesses in the Institute of Supply Management and Chicago Purchasing Managers indexes. The market reacted poorly to the number. Stock market was down today, in part because of the number, and there was a rally in the bond market, too. And the reason is, is that when you've got a rising unemployment rate, plus flatter wages, plus a slower manufacturing uh, sector, it's good news for the Fed to hike only a quarter percent at their meeting next week 
and it gave cover for a buy market rally. The shorter end of the curve has dramatically dropped from yesterday. Uh, you might remember Mike talking about the bonds being over 5% on the uh, three-month, six-month, one-year, and two-year bonds, they have all dropped back below 5% now. The 10-year note dropped down below 3.7%, breaking a key floor level of 3.75%. And month over month, bonds have remained pretty stable despite that big number in January. Part of the reason for the bond market rally was a flight to safety trade today from all the turmoil in the financial markets, particularly with the um, Silicon Valley Bank, which is the 15th largest bank in the United States, going into receivership. So let's let's look at the timeline of this. From Wednesday, the CEO came out and said, we are a healthy bank. The Fed's had no problem to today they're in receivership. And something interesting about that, they have backed a lot of their reserves with cryptocurrencies, which have lost over 70% of their value in the past year. At the same time, interest rates have been going up. So they've had a hard time raising capital because of that. Uh, to add to their malaise, 97.3% of Silicon Valley deposits are over of Silicon Valley Bank deposits are over 250000 and are therefore uninsured by the FDIC. What does this mean for the economy? Uh, it shows broad-based growth is slowing. So there's still growth in targeted sectors of the economy, but you're seeing manufacturing slow down, the logistics portion of the economy slowing down. Um, Housing is slowing down. Financial services is slowing down. So the Fed's interest rate hikes are taking hold in certain sectors of the economy. The Fed hikes will slow. I'm looking for another half percent, a quarter now, and a quarter in June, and then possibly them hitting pause. Maybe another quarter hike in August, but I'm looking for them to finish up soon and just sit and let's see how everything works out. That sounds to me like what you're saying is the jobs that were created in the last few months have mostly been in the low end of that's, wage range. That's exactly right. And about 7% of all the jobs nationwide are second jobs. So you might have somebody who's working two or three part-time jobs to get full-time hours and full-time pay. Those count as jobs. It's a job okay. created even yeah. if it's a 20-hour week that's job exactly at right. 12 bucks an hour. But you know, the, the flip side of that is while working part-time jobs and weird hours, multiple jobs gives you potentially a certain amount of freedom, those jobs do not come with benefits. So what we've seen in the markets really, in my opinion, since uh, and particularly with the Fed testimony in front of Congress this week, is a very emotional market um, with wild swings. Um, you'll The net movement of the past 30 days, at least in the bond market, has been flat. Stocks are down really this week. They got hammered this week. But Life goes on. So next week, we've got the CPI number coming out, the consumer price index number, and also the producer price index number. We're looking for an increase of up 0.4%, which would give us an annualized inflation rate of around 6 high fives around 6%. Now, you're going to see inflation slowing. The Fed has said that. Powell said that inflation is potentially slowing. But the year-over-year -year numbers... As we get further into the year, 
those numbers will come down because right now the year-over-year numbers are taking into account the numbers from May, June, July, August of last year when inflation was at or near double digits. So as those numbers cycle off, the year-over-year inflation number will come down and also inflation is going to come down as the Fed policies take more hold. Powell has emphasized that the Fed is data-dependent and the market is certainly falling along with that. So it is very volatile in the markets right now, and every release of any economic data is closely scrutinized and reacted to and traded upon. So the Dow closed more than 300 points today, and that means three of the past four days they've had major drops. Over 1,000 points. And this is the worst week in Wall Street since last June. Yeah, Not since, a good sign. Yeah, since last June when the CPI was at 10.1%. So not a great time at all. But again, uh, interest rates did drop this week as a result of this. Uh, mortgage-backed securities rallied about a point and a half on the week, which depending on the mortgage coupon you're looking at and the type of loan you're getting could have lowered your interest rate by anywhere from a quarter of a percent to as much as seven-eighths of a percent. So good news for home buyers this week with the uh, rally in the buy market. But again, I want to emphasize a lot of that rally, some of it is data-based as the numbers this morning, particularly those numbers within the numbers that I emphasize. And a lot of it is simply a flight to quality trade because of the rolling of the uh, regional banks. Uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen testified in front of Congress today that she is worried about the financial health of several regional banks. Several of the larger banks, such as Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase, their analysts have said that they're healthy, they have an eye on the smaller banks, but their health at this time, they have plenty of reserves and they are healthy. Well, that's what the, the guy who runs Silicon Valley Bank said two days ago. That's right. And you know, and there is a trend here if you think about it. We can go back and look at what happened with Bankman Freed, Sam Bankman Freed and FTX. It was backed by crypto. And now you're seeing the same situation with the Silicon Valley Bank out in uh, Silicon Valley. Backed by crypto, crypto loses its value, very volatile, and then in an environment where interest rates are rising, it's hard to raise capital. That's how you get company and bank failures. Now, my our friend Mike McBeth was talking earlier this week on the air about, uh, was it one-year T-bonds that uh, are a really good deal, that they will actually... Uh, guaranteed to earn you 5 to 6% in, in a year's time? Yeah, Mike did a really good job of covering that on Wednesday, how the uh, the yield curve had inverted, really flipped. And we've been talking about yield curve inversion going back to last fall, where the short end of the curve, we're talking three months, six months, one-year, two-year Treasury bonds. The rates are higher than the 10-year and the 30-year and even the seven-year bonds at this point. And that, that spread had widened out past a whole percent, which is almost unprecedented. And uh, those, those, those maturities have come way down in the past two days. So why so, would anyone buy a long-term bond at this point? Exactly, exactly. So we were looking for a shift in the investment vehicles going more into bonds and out of stocks and real estate because the old TINA, TINA, T-I-N-A, there is no alternative because of lower interest rates. All the capital went into stocks and real estate and technologies, investment capital. Now it can go back into bonds like your folks used to do. 
Awesome. Well, we're, we've reached the end of this segment, so why don't we go ahead, Jeff, and take that break. Jeff sent us behind the glass. Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about an obscure Fed policy that's going on as we speak that's going to affect you just as much or more as rising interest rates. You're listening to Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries radio show with Nostra Dennis and Pierce Outlaw. We'll be right back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Join us for the 38th Annual Central Florida All-British Car Show at Henry's Depot, 212 West 1st Street in Sanford on April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m., and trophies will be awarded at 3 Registrations can be done at our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking, and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night, March 31st at 5.30 at the Post Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car Show. Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com. Network Sound and Video. Are you moving, downsizing, cleaning, or consolidating your garage, attic, storage unit? You'll probably find some pretty valuable family archives like 8mm film, videotapes, photos, slides, records, and cassettes. Well, now is the perfect time to have us transfer your family memories to new digital formats. Share your treasures with family, friends, classmates, business associates, and military buddies. Call or visit Network Sound and Video, 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555. New Queso Blanco is officially on the menu at Tijuana Flats. Try it in the new Dueling Queso Appetizer alongside our signature gold queso. Double down on deliciousness. Order your Dueling Queso at TijuanaFlats.com. Have you heard the great news, folks? The Supreme Car Detailing Superstores have added a third location to better serve you. The new location is at Candace Drive in 1792 in Maitland, as with their other locations at 510 North State Road 434 and at South Orange Avenue and Sand Lake Road. This new detailing superstore is stocked with all the cleaning products and tools you need for any cleaning task for your cars, trucks, RVs, boats, homes, and businesses. At this new location, you can also test your driving skills on a state-of-the-art simulator. You won't believe how real the experience is. To clean better with less effort, go to the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. They're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Or you can order online at dasuperstore.com. That's dasuperstore.com. Call me and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg, and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Answer traffic westbound I-4, slow from I-95 down to Lake Mary, around Colonial and from Kirkman, U.S. 27, eastbound I-4, slow from Old Polk Road to Kirkman, around Fairbanks and from Lake Mary to Monroe. Crash on Colonial, eastbound at Mercy Drive, 429, slow southbound into I-4. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave Dorica. Mr. Banker. Mr. Please How much does money mean Won't you reconsider, mister Won't you do this thing for me Oh, yeah, that's Mr. Banker, recorded by Leonard Skinner in 1972 for their original Leonard Skinner self-titled album, and it didn't make it onto the 1972 version, but upon the re-release in 1986 and remastering, they did put it there. Okay, the now, great Leonard Skinner. You know how Leonard Skinner got its name, right, Pierce? Yeah, uh, the gentleman up in Jacksonville who was their shop teacher. Or what, did he, teacher. what was his real name? Yeah. Leonard Skinner. He also right. owned a real estate company, and I called on that company when I first started on the mortgage in the mortgage business in Jacksonville in the early 80s. Wanted to get back to our talk about the Federal Reserve, and along with the increases in the Fed funds rate over the past year, the Fed has been reducing the size of their balance sheet, which is the sum of their holdings, and to much less fanfare than the interest rate increases. But it's equally as important for all of us. We've covered this on the show time and time again about the tightrope that Chairman Powell is walking. The M2 money supply, or the sum total of all cash checking, savings, CDs, KEO accounts, money markets, and the most liquid of monetary accounts and instruments still sits at about 35% higher than it was in February 2020, pre-pandemic. They were literally printing money and shotgunning it out at a record rate. At its height, the Fed was purchasing $80 billion of U.S. Treasury bonds and $40 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities monthly, driving real rates down to near zero, expanding its balance sheet to a bloated figure of just over $9 trillion, the highest ever by a lot. In fall of 2021, the Fed started reducing the amount of its bond purchases and reduced the amount of its repurchases, which is when the Fed reinvests bond repayments and prepayments back into the market. In March of last year, the Fed began reducing the size of its balance sheet, selling off $95 billion a month of bonds and mortgage-backed securities. That excess supply in the bond market raises rates just as much as the Fed purchasing bonds lowers them. We call that quantitative tightening. The laws of supply and demand govern the bond market just like any other market. The more bonds for sale, the lower the price, the higher the yield, which is a roundabout way of saying higher rates especially for mortgages, as we've seen. Quantitative tightening reduces the money supply, and that is happening right now and only the fifth time since the Civil War. Each previous time the Fed has reduced the money supply, depression followed with double-digit unemployment rates. The 1870s depression, 14% unemployment. The panic of 1893, 18% unemployment. The 21 depression with 11% unemployment. And the Great Depression of 1929, 
with a peak unemployment rate of 25%. When the money supply is contracting and interest rates are rising, the results in the past have been a deflationary crash, which history has shown can lead to a financial crash and a runaway liquidation of assets. This template for this depression is really 1921, which followed World War I and the Spanish flu pandemic. The economy crashed literally overnight, and all it took was a 2% reduction in the Fed's balance sheet, which is where we're at over the past year. Now, theoretically, though, isn't quantitative tightening a good thing for the economy? Actually, no. It slows the economy down. Uh, the more money it's in the economy, the the more it churns. As things come down, it's going to lower the lower everything down. It'll kill inflation, obviously. But quantitative so, easing prints more money and makes the money you have worth less. Exactly, but Eventually it incre- worthless. but increases um, economic activity, and so. With the Biden budget being released yesterday, the tax and spend policies of the Biden administration are absolutely at odds with the Fed, and we're in very dangerous waters. The Fed's literally walking a tightrope over a flaming cauldron, and the Biden administration is pouring jet fuel on it. So later in the show, we'll talk about the Biden budget and some of the boondoggles in is absolutely unbelievable what they're doing. But in the meantime, we're going to get ready to take our bottom of the hour break on Patriot Home Funding Friday with Nostra Dennis and Pierce Outlaw. This is going to be the short turnaround where we'll be joined by our WACX 55.7 TV audience. And on the other side, we'll have Patrick McGarro joining us from Hall Scott McGarrow, PA, and the Appeals Law Group. So stick and stay. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. The U.S. rushed to seize the assets of Silicon Valley Bank after a run on the bank. The largest failure of a financial institution since Washington Mutual during the height of the financial crisis more than a decade ago. Silicon Valley, the nation's 16th largest bank, failed after depositors, mostly technology workers and venture capital-backed companies, hurried to withdraw their money this week as anxiety over the bank's situation spread. Standard time comes to an end in most parts of the United States this weekend. You lose an hour of sleep for one night but gain more daylight in the evening and the months ahead. The transition to daylight savings time is official at 2 a.m. local time Sunday across much of the country. On Wall Street, the dot on by 345 points. This is SRN News. AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer. In traffic, we've got the answer. Answer traffic westbound I 4, slow from I 95 down towards Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from Kirkman out towards US 27. Eastbound I 4, slow from Old Polk Road to the Turnpike, around Fairbanks, and from Lake Mary up towards Monroe. Crash on Colonial at Mercy Drive, 429, slow southbound out from the Turnpike and into I 4. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave Dorica. Welcome to the American Adversaries, Drive Time, the Titans of Talk Radio, on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, online at theanswerorlando.com, americanadversaries.com. 
streaming on Rumble. And a special welcome to Super Channel WACX Antenna TV viewers on 55.7. Now, let's join the action. That I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. We're back on Patriot Home Funding Friday. Pierce Outlaw in the red here with my friend Nostra Dennis. And we're welcoming now our channel 55.7 WACX antenna TV audience in stunning high definition. And I have one of the antennas on my TV in my office at home, and it is beautiful now, notwithstanding the subjects in the studio, of course, but the picture's perfect. It fills the screen. The sound's great. And it's a great experience to watch the American Adversaries on Channel 55.7. We're joined now by our good friend Patrick Magaro from the Hall Scott Magaro PA Appeals Law Group.com. How are you doing today, Patrick? Uh, wonderful, uh, Nostra Dennis, Pierce. It's great to be with you guys. I apologize in advance for all the background noise. I'm at JFK Airport trying to get out of the communist state of America over here and trying to return to good old Florida and the USA. Oh, good. Okay. Well, you know, New York's a great place, you know, to grab a slice of pizza during the daytime with lots of people around you. The rest of the time, I'm not so sure these days. Yeah, at least you're leaving. Um, wanted to talk to you about the Proud Boys trial, man. We, we talked about it last Friday, and this week has brought even more mayhem. Am I wrong, or is the federal government and Department of Justice be clowning themselves in this trial? Uh, They're off the hook, and as I said last week, it was going to be a whirlwind this week, and actually turned out to be a lot more hectic than I thought it would. When we left off last week, there was a dispute over evidence, and as we move into this week, we find out that the government has apparently withheld what we call Brady material. Now, uh, 50 years ago, the United States Supreme Court held in a case called Brady versus Maryland that the prosecution must deliver to the defense lawyers any exculpatory or helpful information to the defense. You cannot hold it back under any way, shape, or form. You cannot hold that kind of material back. And that, that applies and for all cases, right? Every single criminal case, whether it's murder, whether it's a traffic ticket, or anything in between. Okay. Okay? And especially in a case like this, as one of the... Uh, the FBI agents was testifying this week, it comes to light that they had withheld thousands of text messages that the FBI agents sent according to their own records back and forth to each other about this case, about this evidence, and about whether or not there was enough information or evidence out there to even charge these guys with conspiracy. And what came to light is that among the evidence that actually was turned over, now the government is claiming, oh, some of that might be classified. We might have turned over classified material by mistake. And the judge immediately told the defense lawyers, stop looking at this evidence until the government can decide what is classified and what is not. And there's more. <laughs> That's just the tip of the iceberg. 
Yeah, and did I see where the government also was spying on attorney-client conversations and then tried to explain it away to the judge that as long as the uh, they were using the jail's phone and server for communications, that there was no attorney-client privilege and the government could uh, eavesdrop on it and use it against them. Uh, that, that is the justification that is used, but it, that is 110% incorrect. Uh, there are supposed to be secure lines in every jail in the United States for lawyers to contact or their clients and for clients to contact their lawyers. And the under, unless there is some reason to believe that a lawyer is helping a client commit a crime, which happens now and again, apart from that, they cannot, cannot eavesdrop on those communications. They cannot open your legal mail. They cannot listen to your legal calls. They cannot do that. That is strictly verboten. But that appears that that may have been violated here. Not only that, then these text messages that were actually disseminated to the defense, FBI agents are talking about whether they should be withholding evidence from the prosecutor's office and the defense lawyers. They talked about destroying evidence, and they also discussed with doubts as to whether they had enough evidence for a conspiracy charge, claiming they didn't want to look stupid or words to that effect. Patrick, in your legal opinion, do you think this is something that could trigger either a mistrial or dropping the charges altogether? That's already happened. Uh, one of the defendants, Dominic Pozzola, has already filed a motion for a mistrial on this basis. It's pretty detailed. It's, uh, in his motion, they're, they're setting forth specific text messages. I looked on the docket, specific things that the FBI agent said. And the judge is going to have to rule on that. I would not be surprised in the least if the other defendants either file motions of their own or join in Mr. Pozzola's motion. But the judge is going to have to decide this, which means next week is going to be yet another whirlwind of activity. But wait, there's more. (laughs) The government, apparently unhappy with the way things are going, has filed a motion, and I've never seen this in 20 years of practice, to completely alter the way that the trial, the order of trial, to basically hamstring the defense, and I'll be happy to explain. Yes, please do. Go on. Continue. Normally, in every trial, especially where there's um, multiple defendants, the government presents their evidence first, and then each defendant has a chance to present their own case. And if the first defendant presents his witnesses, all of the other defense lawyers get a chance to cross-examine those witnesses, just like you would cross-examine the government's witnesses. And the government has a chance to cross-examine those witnesses. The government does not want this case to go further, and they don't want the defense to have the chance for defense lawyers to cross-examine and elicit helpful material through cross-examination from other defense witnesses. So what they want to do is they want to make the defendants all have to call the same witnesses at the same time as if they're all on the same team. That's not how this goes at all. Each defendant is his own team. Each defendant has a constitutional right to present his own defense. But the government is not happy, and and they're saying, we're doing this because you want the trial to move along faster. It's taking too long already. But guess what? That's your fault, guys. It's not the defense lawyer's fault. But now, because the government has screwed everything up, they want to hamstring the defense. I've never seen that in 20 years of my life. Never. 
And what do you think the chances are of the judge going along with this? Uh, the judge will probably go along with it maybe a, a little bit, but mostly I doubt the judge is going to sign on to everything that the prosecution wants because the judge has a duty to make sure that each defendant has a fair trial and the right to present his or his own defense. And if the judge starts playing with that, that's very dangerous territory for an appeal uh, because there's a conviction and the appeals court is going to be looking very hard at a claim that the judge hampered my right to present a defense just for the sake of expediency. Wow. Uh, you had said last week that the government wins 98% of their cases. It's easy to see how. Uh, this case is in the D.C. Circuit, right? That's correct. Yeah. And uh, do you think that with all we've seen in the D.C. Circuit with the uh, January 6th defendants, even going back as far as uh, the situation with Trump-Russia with Paul Manafort, do you think that circuit has crossed a Rubicon where it's no longer fair, but it's almost like a law enforcement agency of the deep state? Um, that's a loaded question. I, I've never really considered the federal courts to be a fair and level playing ground. Uh, especially the D.C. Circuit. However, I will say that this case is different from all of the other so-called January 6th defendants because uh, while there may have been monkey business by the government in the other cases, it seems that they are going all out with all kinds of monkey business in this case. Um, this is definitely different than the other cases. The, the government has definitely uh, taken this up not one notch but ten notches. Uh, the gamesmanship that's going on, the, the complexity, and I think, you know, that this judge is now starting to get a sense that something is not quite right here. There's too much in writing. There's too much that's happened, and the judges now ha now have to deal with suspending this trial yet another day next week to have to deal with all this stuff. There was no trial today. There was trial yesterday. Monday we, they reconvened, but there is going to be a day set aside to deal with all this crap going on again next week, and this is taking way longer than was originally anticipated, and the judge is now going to start losing patience. Are the videotapes that Tucker Carlson's been airing all this week having an effect on the on the case specifically and on the judge's reaction? I, I don't think those videotapes have anything to do with this particular case. Um, I, I can't see how it, they're, they're really not connected. Uh, at the same time, you really can't ignore it. And, you know, the judge is human being just like everybody else. Um, if, if it does anything, it tells the judge that, you know, that there may be a little bit more here than HCI. And especially when you have a case where it appears that the government is holding back evidence and, and not being completely forthright and honest. Uh, when you combine that with what, you know, is aired in Tucker Carlton, uh, you know, that, that, may, uh, that may be the... Uh, the thing that tips the scales in the defendant's favor here. Who knows? You probably heard Chris mention in past weeks uh, that he thinks this year, 2023, is the year of the turn, where things that were going one way are, are starting, sometimes very quickly, to turn in the exact opposite direction. And people who think they knew what was going on are learning that everything they were told is wrong. Um, do you think that's the case in this case? Uh, that may be that may be very well be the case here. It depends on what's in those one thousand text messages that have been uh, craftily hidden hidden from the defense. 
And I think that if there's a lot of stuff in those text messages that is very helpful to the defense and harmful to the prosecution, uh, that is going to be a turning point because that is that is the position that you never want to put a judge in as a prosecutor, right? Because if, if you look like you're playing, the government is supposed to be the one playing fair here. If they look like they're not playing fair, if they look like they're lying to the court and withholding and not telling the whole truth, then uh, that is a very good way to get a judge very angry with you and to start ruling against you left and right every which way. Do you so think possi- there is certainly the possibility that could turn? Do you think possibly, Patrick, that the prosecution is just buying time so that they can try to scrape up something that hasn't been seen before and try to present something new? Uh, unlikely. I don't think that uh, I don't think that they have anything new here. Uh, I think they're just delaying this because the more you wear a jury out, just like everybody else, you tell the jury that the trial is going to take three weeks, and six weeks later we're going to tell you're telling them it might take another three weeks. Uh, you're just going to wear people down, and that may be what what uh, you know their their end game is here is just to wear their everyone's patience down. Um, sometimes that spectacularly backfires, and especially if a jury gets the notion that they're being lied to by the lawyers. That could backfire for sure. Our guest is our friend Patrick Magaro of Halscott Magaro PA, the Appeals Law Group. You think you we can, can call tonight the Magaro Halscott PA uh, Law Group? You think? Yeah, <laughs> that's between them. This guy would care. But anyway, you can find it comes them before M. Yeah, you can find <laughs> them at appealslawgroup.com. Uh, Patrick, can you hang with us another segment? No problem. Be happy to. Okay, sounds like a plan. Um, We'll come back, and we want to talk about the videos of Tucker Carlson and some Brady Rule-type stuff with the QAnon shaman. This is Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries Radio Show. We'll be right back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you're probably spending more time in your vehicles. So it's more important than ever that we can rely on them. That's why if you have a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Janice Shepard. Because you can rely on Jerry's MB to keep your Mercedes in tip-top shape without leaving your budget out of shape. With their state-of-the-art facilities, factory-trained techs, decades of experience, and reasonable prices, Jerry's MB is your dealership alternative. Jerry's MB is located just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF. Give them a call at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerryzmb.com, 407-366-6499. Folks, if you've been longing for some good news, I've got some. Relaxing Comfort will soon be celebrating a re-grand opening at a new location just around the corner from their present one. Winter Park Village has been undergoing major renovations that will soon be completed, making your outings there even more enjoyable. Better yet, you don't have to wait until then to get great deals on smart, fully adjustable beds, massage chairs, zero-gravity chairs, and, of course, chairs. So visit Don and Jackie at Relax and Comfort in the Winter Park Village to begin the most relaxing time of your life. Call 407-628-5657 and visit RelaxandComfort.com. American Adversaries listeners, 
owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala. Or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces. This is the ultimate in dine-in, take-out, fantastic food for another night. Cafe Positano, 407-774-8080. Fresh-made Italian food from Pasquale's family to you. Real estate in Florida is on fire. And to succeed in a hyper-competitive market, you need the very best mortgage broker on your home team. This is Ashley Bedford with Patriot Home Funding, the official mortgage broker of the American Adversaries Radio Network. Patriot Home Funding offers a variety of loan options, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, renovation, investor debt service coverage, bank statement loans, purchases, and refinances. Every loan you need to make your American dream come come true. Call us today at 407-389-5132 or visit us on the web at myphf.com to get started on your journey. That's 407-389-5132 or myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream. Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699, and is an equal housing lender. Ashley Bedford is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 127 I'm Ashley legend and i approve this message the street corn takeover is back at tijuana flats with bigger flavors bolder recipes and a brand new chili garlic marinated steak that'll blow your mind for a limited time try five delicious new menu items loaded with zesty street corn like the chili garlic steak and tater tot burrito or the chili lime seasoned chicken and street corn tacos come try the five new street corn favorites during the street corn takeover at tijuana flats starting at 9.99 Order on the app or at TijuanaFlats.com. Well, them four walls rafe closing in on me. Doing three to five hard labor for armed robbery. I had two years behind me, but I could not wait the time. Every time I thought about it, well, I died some more inside. And that's The Four Walls of Rayford by Leonard Skinner uh, in our ongoing week-long tribute to the band whose last remaining member, Garing Rossington, died the other day. Uh, our guest is Patrick Magaro from the Hall Scott Magaro PA Law Group, appealslawgroup.com. You can find them on the web. They uh, practice appeals law nationwide and locally. And we got a caller on the line. JJ's on line two with a question for Patrick. Hey, JJ, how you doing this evening? Oh, oh, I'm good. Uh, you know what, Chris? I was going to ask you about your, um, your um, antenna that you like. That's what I was asking. You just there, you keep. I've heard mention how great it is. It wasn't a question for Patrick. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay, good enough, but I'll Maybe answer it. Let's do it. Uh, I, quick answer. I spent sixteen dollars and ordered one off of the uh, website that has the same name as a very long river in South America, <laughs> and plugged uh-huh. it into the back of my smart TV, and then just played with it until I got it in a spot where it would pick the program up really nice and left it there so I can watch it. I can watch on that TV. I can watch Rumble or 
the WACX channel 55.7 signal and the channel ACX 55.7 signal is better. It's clearer, the sound's better. So I watch that typically when I'm in my home office. But is there a brand name that you recommend that's HD or something? Not necessarily. And, and you don't have to spend big money. It's just, it's an indoor antenna. And what I did is I dropped a hook in my ceiling and hung the cord from that where the little thing would pick it up and just, you know, like you like we used to have to do with the rabbit ears and all, you just move it around till you get the best reception. Great. Hmm. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, Sorry JJ. Thanks, JJ. Rivers, Thank South America. Uh, you, the com website? The, yeah, the, them too. Yeah, yeah. That was the river that ran through our fraternity house. But never mind that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Patrick, I wanted to talk about the videos that... Um, Speaker McCarthy released to Tucker Carlson this week that seemed to show the QAnon shaman praying for the police in the Capitol building, telling the uh, people on the outside on the steps not to come in, not to be violent, and then just taking a grand tour of the building in a most nonviolent way. I have seen that video footage myself, and we go back to 1963 with the Supreme Court case of Brady versus Maryland, where the Supreme Court says that in every single criminal prosecution, from a murder case to a traffic infraction and everything in between, the government must turn over evidence within its control that is helpful to the defense. So, and and the law also says, and the Supreme Court later clarified that to mean as soon as reasonably practicable, meaning you have to give the defense enough time to use that. You can't drop it on them at the last minute, or in this case, after the last minute, because that's the type of information that any reasonable person would factor into their decision-making process when deciding whether or not should I go to trial, should I accept a plea bargain. Hakeem Jeffries... too little, too late. Hakeem Jeffries is a feigning outrage that he was never allowed to see this footage either, and and he oh he thinks this is such a bad idea that they uh, that they did this. Do you believe him? Well, I, I I can't speak for Mr. Jeffries. I can speak I could speak for other defense lawyers. Where if I was uh, Mr. QAnon Shannon's uh, attorney, I would be pretty outraged at this point that this was withheld from me because it was definitely within the government's control. I mean, government video, is you, you can't get in, in their control any more than that. Yep. And this is the type of information I would have liked to have had before I advised my client, because now I would feel like an idiot for telling my client, hey, you should take this plea bargain. The evidence against you is pretty bad. Without this, that deprives me as a lawyer of giving somebody competent legal advice. So I'd be pretty ticked off. So uh, you just touched upon what I was going to ask you. Now, we know that uh, Chansby was more or less strong-armed into pleading guilty, and the fact that he pled guilty and has now been sentenced, does, does this Brady evidence, the release of that, enough to overcome that plea? In order for him to try to take back that plea, he would have to file what's called the 2255 petition, he has one year from the date of his sentence to do that, and I don't know what the date of his sentence is, but that's, that's a one-year hard and fast rule. Um, now, there is an exception for what's called newly discovered evidence, which this may fall into that category. 
But uh, if I remember correctly, I think he was sentenced less than a year ago. Uh, if not, he can still try to get around that one-year bar. But it, it would be his burden to show that had he known this information existed, uh, he would not have pled guilty. He would have instead gone to trial. I suspect that a motion like that would probably include an affidavit from his former attorney who would have said, uh, you know, had I known this, I would not have, not have advised my client. And that may be enough to get this, uh, to get this conviction reversed and for him to get his day in court. Now, that is a double-edged sword, and I'll tell you why. As I advise clients all the time, this, is, this may be a case to be careful what you wish for, because if he does get his plea withdrawn, he faces the full brunt of all of those charges, the full extent of the law, and he potentially faces additional punishment were he to go to, were he to, go to trial and be convicted the second time around. He could get banged harder than he already got at a sentencing. So this is one of those things that you have to uh, do with extreme caution to make a real decision. Do I really want this or not? But if Another get... way for him to challenge this would be through a presidential pardon, That's... not with Uncle Joe, but hopefully whoever occupies the White House later and say this conviction was unfairly obtained. Look at this. Uh, look at this evidence and please pardon me. And. I can see a guy like Trump or a guy like DeSantis granting a petition like that. That's exactly where I was uh, going with that. If he gets outside that window, that would be his only other option, wouldn't it? Exactly. Uh, it's that 2255 petition or bust or, or a presidential uh, pardon. Mm. That's it. That's all he's got. So it seems like a combination of the the left in this country, the media, and the Biden DOJ have managed to conflate peaceful protesters with violent protesters and lump them all into one and punish people who were really charged with the crime of, in some cases, parading and treated them like violent uh, actors here. Well, that that depends on uh, what you're protesting, right? Because I seem to recall uh, the summer of 2020, a lot of so-called peaceful protests where people were throwing Molotov cocktails at police cars and lighting federal buildings on fire and CNN and, and you know the federal government saying, ah, these are just peaceful protesters. These are not violent people. All the looting and the, and the mayhem going on. I guess it just really depends on the point of view. And that right there is the major problem with the criminal justice system in this country is that it gives prosecutors way too much discretion on who to go after. In about 30 seconds, can you give us your opinion on the New York Times leak that uh, President Trump is going to be indicted for paying off Stormy Daniels? Uh, it, yeah, what are, they, what are they now, right? Um, it does look like... Uh, uh, you know, Alvin Bragg's office has leaked a letter to Trump's lawyers that give because New York is a strange place. It does give targets of the grand jury a right to testify in the grand jury and to potentially clear their name, which is usually a bad idea. That that, that Trump is likely a target of a pending grand jury investigation. And I, you know, I just wonder how that got out of Alvin Bragg's office in a situation where the grand jury is supposed to be so secret that nobody knows what's going on. Right? Shocked and outraged. Yeah. 
Patrick, thanks so much for joining us today. That's Patrick McGarrow, folks, our good friend from the Hoscott McGarrow PA Appeals Law Group, and you can reach them at appealslawgroup.com. We'll be back on the other side of the break, and we'll be rejoined by the philosopher, political mad scientist, and everybody's hero, Christopher Hart. This is Patriot Home Funding Friday with Pierce Outlaw and Nostra Dennis. Stick and stay. We'll be right back. I guess I got to move, huh? January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected, and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Let's go see the to our number two of the American Adversaries Drive Time Now Prime Time Show. Thank you so much for being out there, ladies and gentlemen. I am the philosopher, political mad scientist, Christopher Hart. And yes, indeed, I was sitting in for Mark Walters on Armed American Radio there for the past couple of hours. But I knew you were in good hands. Of course, you got Patriot Home Funding Friday. That means Pierce Outlaw is in here. And he's sporting the colors. He's got the red. I got the blue. No, no political meanings here. I just look better in blue. Thank you. And then Nostradamus, of course, is in here. Hi there, guys. You guys, I heard a few bit, a few of the, a little few minutes of the interview you were doing there with Patrick McGee. 
Gallo, and it sounded pretty pretty good and pretty doggone informative. Well, thank you. By the way, Patrick says hi. All right, appreciate that. Yeah, it kind of puts uh, Conan in a bind, though, doesn't it? I mean, you got this uh, what exculpatory evidence of him being escorted around. But uh, it, it's a roll of the dice if you go back in front of the judge again. So, I don't know. It, it sounds very reminiscent of the uh, dilemma that Michael Flynn sent, found himself in. Exactly. And uh, so we'll just have to see what happens with that. But in my opinion, and I said this on Mark's show, uh, the guy should be free tonight. The judge himself should have vacated the sentence and, and granted him a new trial right away and told the prosecution, give me a good reason why I shouldn't just go ahead and throw the charges out and be done with it because of what you have done to this man, denied him uh, the opportunity to defend himself in a court of law with evidence that they knew they had. So uh, anyway, it's just another tragedy uh, that will continue to, to follow for you this week. And, and what if the DOJ then comes back and said, we didn't have this evidence? Then what, what does that say towards Nancy Pelosi and the January 6th committee? Uh, it would say that they would be guilty of withholding evidence uh, in, in a federal crime. And you can't do that. Uh, you have to turn it over. If you know you have it, you have to turn it over. The, 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 there are obligations uh, that go beyond the defendant and the prosecutor. And what's the penalty for withholding evidence? Uh, it would depend on the, the jurisdiction and, uh, I guess, the severity of the the crime itself. Ah, oh, then we'll see Nancy going to jail. Yeah, 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 that's right. Right. Did you have a chance to talk to him about uh, the New York Attorney General's invitation to Donald Trump? Yes, that was the last thing we talked about, and it just seems mighty odd that it found its way to the New York Times of all people. My opinion on this is that this is a great big bunch of nothing. This case has already really been adjudicated, and Stormy Daniels had to pay Trump and Stormy Daniels' attorneys in prison. So (laughs) what this is, it just seems to me like a lot of shock and awe to try to turn public opinion against Trump, and it also seems to me like DeSantis's announcement that he's going to run is going to be carefully timed around this prospective indictment. Right. They they are going after Trump again because right. he is standing between them and us. Right. You see, what you have to understand, and, and, and I'm getting, it's more and more to me a sad story with Ron DeSantis because it's becoming more and more clear that he is either willingly or unwillingly, unknowingly, being used by the elite, you know, mainly the Republican establishment, but I guarantee you the entire establishment, to rid us of Donald J. Trump. And I don't doubt that they would just as soon be rid of Ron DeSantis, too, but I guess as long as he's doing what they want him to do, they're fine with that. And that, in essence, that's what he's doing. Just by running, he is giving them what they want. And that is either uh, to beat Donald Trump or weaken him enough to where he could lose again. Because I guarantee you, Mitch McConnell would rather have Joe Biden serving a second term than Donald Trump serving a second term. There is no question in my mind about it. And the same goes for Mitt Romney. And you can name the others, uh, St. Pauli girl Ryan, you know, right on down the list. The, the the 19 that voted with uh, the you know the the Biden spending all of that stuff right the Inflation Reduction Act right supposedly that's right you know the Liz Cheney's of the world 
they would just as soon have Joe Biden because he's Joe Biden. He's he's normal. He's normal in the sense that he's he's of that crowd. He's of the cult. He's of the swamp. He's in on all the wheeling and dealing. And the reason Joe Biden is able to get away with it is because there's so many other ones that are doing it too. They don't want to catch him because they might get caught up in it too. Everybody's in the same little black book there. Right. And and, and, and and assuming that DeSantis is siding with him, which he clearly seems to be, and is going to run against Donald Trump in the primary, which he clearly seems to be going to do, this is tells me that he doesn't get it. He doesn't get what we're really up against here. If he thinks he can side with the swamp creatures and then somehow turn around and and do away with them or or do what needs to be done in the swamp, that ain't going to happen. He didn't watch Trump's first term, if that's the case. I guess not. I guess not. And how many times have we been burned by a Republican who looked really good until, 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 you know, the fat hit the fire? Unless... DeSantis knows exactly what he's doing, and thank you for shouting out my conspiracy theory last week when I was not here one day. It could be he knows what's going on, and it's an effort just to pull out more and more people to make it it obvious that they are against Trump. Uh, So Trump will know who not to trust when he gets reelected. That is clearly possible, and I suppose we're going to find out when the legislative session is over. But one thing we can watch for during the legislative session, and that is, is the Florida legislature going to pass a carve-out? We talked about this with Anthony Sabatini on Tuesday. A carve-out that will allow Ron DeSantis to run for president and keep his job if he loses. Because the way the law is now, the way Sabatini explained it is, he can run for president and still be governor. But win or lose, when the day comes that that office would go into effect, in other words, if he won January the 20th of 2025, or if he lost on January the 20th of 25, he has to resign as governor of the state of Florida. So he could lose twice in one, in yeah. one shot. And as Sabatini said, even if it's for someone you like, that's a bad precedent to set, to carve individual things out for one person. To to change the law so this governor, oh, oh, that's not elitist? Hmm. You know, Hmm. that's not of the swamp? That's clearly swamp music, ladies and gentlemen. That's swamp stuff. How'd that work out for Harry Reid? Well, exactly. And and I concur with Sabatini that I do believe DeSantis would probably lose— uh, but the, the, the media, they don't care. They, they want that fight. They, they want the ratings. They want the excitement of these two bull elephants uh, button up against each other. Have you ever seen two bull elephants fight? They just basically keep headbutting one another. Like stuff. a sumo match. That's right. Huh? You know, and, 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 and as soon as DeSantis announces that he's going to run, you will hear a sound. It'll, it, it's like uh, when two rams butt heads in the mountains. They say you can hear when they first whack each other that you can hear that sound for miles around because their heads, I mean, their skulls are made for button heads. And when they, when two big old rams go to button heads, uh, you can hear it for a long, and that's what we're going to hear if DeSantis gets in. And when, and, and so it, it's, it, it is, 
as I said, a, a clear indication will be if they pass this law in the legislature that he is going to do it. And that will be getting off on the wrong foot right there. Yeah, don't you? Uh, the more I thought about this, and I'm a huge DeSantis fan, okay, as governor, when Charlie Crist asked him in the debates, isn't this just a pretext for you running for president? Are you going to run for president? Or are you going to serve your term? He said, I'm serving my term. So I want to hold Governor DeSantis to that. I voted for him to be governor for four years, not four months. Yeah, well, I certainly hope that Nostra Dennis is right. Uh, all indications are to the contrary, but that's what makes a good right. We'll <laughs> see. That's right. That's right. You know what? So You know what it is. It's not a conspiracy right. theory. Right. It's a spoiler alert. Right. But once again, uh, if, if they move forward with this carve-out for DeSantis or just do away with that law altogether to make it clear for him, that... That, that would be a pretty good prelude to what he is actually going to do. And that would be stupid uh, planning on the part of the Republican Party, because one thing we know is that the state's not likely to be ruby red forever. No, no doubt about that. All right. And meanwhile, Joe Biden came out with his budget, and it's loaded with more pork, massive spending, big deficits, and big taxes. And it's yeah, probably same old, same old. it's probably going to go into the big trash can mm-hmm. <laughs> as most presidential budget proposals do, but as uh, Pierce was saying uh, during the break, this is really just a campaign platform uh, more so than it is a shall we say, a legitimate budget. Yeah, I got some stuff on the Biden's budget. Um, What he released yesterday is probably the most economic, illiterate, tone-deaf, and ideologically rigid budget proposed by a president in our lifetime. He wants to grow the federal budget by about 7%, which outpaces GDP, GNP, real worker wages, inflation, the national savings rate. And some of the highlights include the lunacy of a 25% minimum tax on people with $100 million, 39.6% capital gains tax on people earning over 400000 28% corporate income tax, which is not really a tax. Companies don't pay tax. They collect taxes. It's the tax on you and me. A 3.8% surtax on investment income, which is a tax on your retirement accounts. And the biggest lunacy of all to me is a 4% tax on stock buybacks. So what Biden is telling you is that you can't retire debt, which is what stock is. You offer stock in exchange for money. That's how you raise capital in a business. When you buy back stock, you are retiring debt. So you can't retire your debt without paying a 4% fee to the big guy. That's absolutely nuts. A couple of other things in the budget. It mentions fentanyl twice. But he mentions equity 63 times, transgender eight times, and queer seven times. <laughs> like that has something to do with the budget, right? But in his mind, it does. Uh, once again, this budget is going nowhere, but it does go a long way to say what his priorities and the left's priorities are. So it's good that that's out. It's it, good that Pierce can look through these things, and so can any of us, yeah. and see just what kind of insanity is inside it. And Indeed. Uh, the downside, of course, is that the Democrats will carve this up and present to the various demographic groups is this what's in the budget for you? And, of course, the Republicans want to take it away from you. 
right? That's exactly right. But what this budget really does with all the taxation is that it will quash investment by the most wealthy among us, which creates jobs for all the classes below. It will quash uh, spending for innovation. And what will happen is is that the big companies will get bigger, the smaller companies will get smaller, and this is a time now where after the pandemic where the amount of self-employed people in the United States right now is, as a percentage is at its lowest level ever, lower than many European socialist com- countries. And we're headed towards, w- with all the ESG and DEI and the Biden administration in corporate America, we're headed really quick towards an oligarchy. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, well, we're headed into the break. When we come back, we'll give you an update on the Twitter files hearing that went on yesterday. Uh, where Debbie Wasserman Schultz, remember her? Yeah, what's uh, her name? Yeah, yeah, she was back in the spotlight ever so briefly. And uh, we wish she would go away again for a nice uh, long, what, four or five year break. <laughs> she still get managed to get elected, though. We'll be back with more of the American Adversaries on a Patriot Home Funding Friday as we get you into the weekend. And, of course, we'll be here Sunday night to bring you out of the weekend. And Sunday night, we're going to have Dr. Paul Gregory back on. Of course, he's the author of the book, The Oswalds. But Sunday, this Sunday, we're going to talk to him about the situation in Ukraine, of which he is very knowledgeable about as well. So please stay with us now and come and be with us Sunday night, too. We'll be right back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Join us for the 38th annual Central Florida All-British Car Show at Henry's Depot, 212 West 1st Street in Sanford on April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m. and trophies will be awarded at 3. Registrations can be done at our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night, March 31st at 5.30 at the Post Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car Show. Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com. Network sound and video can make memories last forever. Like many folks, you've stored away family videos, camcorder tapes, 8mm film, photos and slides for years. You can't play your family memories even if you wanted to. The camera is broken, the VCR won't play. Bring those memories back to life by transferring them to a CD or DVD so your family can enjoy them again for a lifetime. Call 407-834-8555 or visit NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. 407-834-8555. Tuesday, here Tuesday. Looking for your lost cat? No, I'm looking for Tuesday. What? Tijuana Flats has two tacos, chips, and a drink for just $6.99 every Tuesday. Tijuana Tuesdays? Yes, have you seen it? Tijuana Tuesdays, every Tuesday at Tijuana Flats. 
Have you heard the great news, folks? The Supreme Car Detailing Superstores have added a third location to better serve you. The new location is at Candace Drive in 1792 in Maitland. As with their other locations at 510 North State Road 434 and at South Orange Avenue and Sand Lake Road, this new detailing superstore is stocked with all the cleaning products and tools you need for any cleaning task for your cars, trucks, RVs, boats, homes, and businesses. At this new location, you can also test your driving skills on a state-of-the-art simulator. You won't believe how real the experience is. To clean better with less effort, go to the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. They're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Or you can order online at dasuperstore.com. That's dasuperstore.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Answer traffic. Westbound I-4 going slow from I-95 down towards Lake Mary around Colonial and from Kirkman to U.S. 27. Eastbound I-4 slow from Old Folk Road up towards the top of Vineland around the 408 and around West First Street. Crash on Colonial and Mercy Drive 429 slow southbound into I-4. Your latest answer traffic. I'm Dave Dorico. All right, that's the song Red, White, and Blue by Leonard Skinner. That's little Gary Rossington picking the guitar right there. All right, uh, once again, you're listening to American Adversaries. We are in the Relax and Comfort Studio. I am on the Crystal Clear Thompson Jewelers Diamond Microphone. And the Twitter Files hearings was probably the most entertaining hearings of the week. The other entertain the other hearings were pretty aggravating. But this, you, you, you had the Democrats really let's just say, exposing their rumps uh, in the, their questions to uh, Talib and uh, Taibi, I'm sorry, Matt Taibi and... Uh, Michael Schellenberger. Schellenberger, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nostradamus. Sure. Well, two stories, both uh, touching on these, uh, these hearings. Representative Stacey Plaskett, Democrat, Virgin Islands, who actually can't vote... But she is uh, representing the Virgin Islands in the House of Representatives. Yeah, she can speak and she can be on a committee. She just can't vote. Right. And she is a ranking member of the Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. I like the name of that committee. It's a brand new committee and she's a a ranking member. You've got to have some Democrats. It can't be all one way. I know, yeah. Uh, But she ripped into both Taibbi and Schellenberger. She accused the pair of journalists of endangering the lives of Twitter employees by exposing how the social media platform partnered with various federal agencies to censor disfavored political views. Plaskett said, Mr. Chairman, I'm not exaggerating when I say that you've called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. I don't know if she banged her <laughs> fist on the devil. She might as well. But she, she might as well. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, she says, when people have to go through that, as Jim Jordan was chuckling, this is unacceptable. Plaskett insists there was no real evidence of coordination between Twitter and the feds. That all these emails, they were just talking about content moderation. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. F- FBI agents working at Twitter, being there, consulting with them all the time. Oh, no, that's not coordinating anything. Right? Former counsel of the FBI is the counsel of Twitter. <laughs> and that's who 
yeah. she was referring to being exposed uh, to danger. That would be James Baker, former yep. FBI agent, and uh, what, was her, what was her name? Gettys. Uh, Gettys, I think it was the the woman, and then there was a uh, uh, what was his name, Yol or something like that. Yes, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Nashton. Well, that's the one half. The other half it uh, was Representative Sylvia Garcia's ter- turn, Democrat Texas. She was accused of badgering both uh, both Tahibi um, and uh, who's the other guy, Schellenberger. Schellenberger. Um, trying to badger Tahibi in particular towards revealing a source on Thursday during a heated hearing. The reporter would not budge. She asked Tahibi when, when Twitter owner Elon Musk first approached him to partake in the Twitter Files project. He said, I can't reveal that information. She said, all I need is a date, not a name. He said, I can't give you that information because this is a question of sourcing and I'm a journalist. I don't reveal my sources, which caused mainstream media, who don't do the job of journalism, to erupt in anger. And, of course, they never reveal their sources either, right? No. Yeah. And then she turned around and called him and uh, Schellenberger a so-called journalist, which then Matt Taibbi listed all of his qualifications and awards and really shamed her. But the possibly best thing is when they brought in um, former New York Times reporter Barry Weiss into the conversation because she also was reporting on the Twitter files, and Garcia let it slip. So I don't know exactly what a substack is, but were you having a threesome? <laughs> wow. Uh, Sorry, WACX TV 55.7 viewers. This is this is what came out of her mouth yesterday. And, yeah. and uh, of course, Taibbi and Schellenberger were looking at each other and trying not to laugh out loud. They should have. Yeah. They, sh- they really should have. And it, it was very embarrassing. Uh, at some point, you just have to laugh these people go are you really serious do you do you really believe that nonsense that claptrap that you've been saying but uh, evidently they do or at least they make they're, like they're they putting do. up the brave face and trying not to crack a smile themselves as they do it but uh, you know what one of the takeaways of this though is that the left in this country and those democrats in congress are so used to getting they way their way even in the minority they thought they could steamroll these guys into ratting out their sources yeah. and more or less threaten them too well but we we kind of know the source is elon musk himself i mean for heaven's sake yeah. and so what and And so what, exactly? But it's just a diversion away from what was actually revealed. All right, when we come back, the Killer Bee is going to join us live from the Hive. We'll buzz around with him a while. Don't forget, you got Sports Central coming up next with Roger Franklin Williams and then Charlie Kirk and then, of course, Officer Tatum. A lot of great radio. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. More than 9,000 California residents were under evacuation orders Friday in California after a new atmospheric river brought heavy rain, thunderstorms, and strong winds, swelling rivers and creeks and flooding several major highways during the morning commute. In Santa Cruz County, a creek bloated by rain destroyed a portion of Main Street and isolated several neighborhoods in Soquel, a town of 10,000 people. Standard time comes to an end in most parts of the United States this weekend. You lose an hour of sleep for one night but gain more daylight in the evening in the months ahead. The transition to daylight savings time is official at 2 a.m. local time Sunday across most of the country. Then on March 20th, winter sunsets and spring is sprung. On Wall Street, the dot on by 345 points. More details at srnnews.com. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. 
call me and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg, and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you're probably spending more time in your vehicles. So it's more important than ever that we can rely on them. That's why if you have a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Janice Shepard because you can rely on Jerry's MB to keep your Mercedes in tip-top shape without leaving your budget out of shape with their state-of-the-art facilities, factory-trained techs, decades of experience, and reasonable prices. Jerry's MB is your dealership alternative. Jerry's MB is located just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF. Give them a call at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerrysmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerrysmb.com, 407-366-6499. Folks, if you've been longing for some good news, I've got some. Relax and Comfort will soon be celebrating a re-grand opening at a new location just around the corner from their present one. Winter Park Village has been undergoing major renovations that'll soon be completed, making your outings there even more enjoyable. Better yet, you don't have to wait until then to get great deals on smart, fully adjustable beds, massage chairs, zero-gravity chairs, and, of course, X chairs. So visit Don and Jackie at Relax and Comfort in the Winter Park Village to begin the most relaxing time of your life. Call 407-628-5657 and visit RelaxandComfort.com. Welcome to the American Adversaries. Drive Time, the Titans of Talk Radio on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer, online at TheAnswerOrlando.com, AmericanAdversaries.com, streaming on Rumble, and a special welcome to Super Channel WACX Antenna TV viewers on 55.7. Now, let's join the action. Well, if you ask me where I come from, Here's what I tell everyone I was born by God's dear grace In an extraordinary place With the stars and stripes And the eagle flies We're back. We are the American Adversaries. It is a Patriot Home Funding Friday. Got Pierce Outlaw, Nostra Dennis, and myself. Christopher Hart in the Relax and Comfort studio. Jeff Sinis is on the bridge. I'm on the crystal clear Thompson Jewelers diamond microphone, and I want to go now to the hive and get the killer bee to come out and buzz around with us. Of course, I'm talking about the author of Truth Be Told, which you can get on Amazon. And, of course, I'm talking about B. Brian Blair. B. Brian Blair, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, Chris. How are you? Doing pretty good. Let's kind of take the week in chronological order since we spoke last. You know, last Friday on the show, I, I was ranting and raving, you know, about Trump being robbed, and we were robbed, and I wanted retribution. And then Donald Trump at his CPAC speech says, I'm your retribution. <laughs> so just your thoughts on his, uh, C- his CPAC speech. I thought it was one of the best speeches he ever laid out. I mean, I really I really enjoyed it thoroughly. It was, I mean, it was about two hours long, and yep. uh, he, he held my attention, and every... You know, every issue that he talked about was extremely relevant. And not only that, you know, here you've got a guy that's pushing 80 that is sharper than any 
20, 30, he's one of the sharpest guys I know, period. Um, so, you know, Nikki Haley's deal about, you know, talking about old guys and stuff, um, I understand in uh, in Biden's case because you can see the age on him, but you cannot see the age on Trump. You know, the funny thing is, is Geraldo Rivera and Joe Biden are the same age. Yeah. And look at the shape Geraldo's been in. Yeah, I mean, he, he talks a lot of nonsense, but I mean, his mind is working. I mean, but, but you know, it's uh, it's it's a liberal thing, not so much a, a cognitive uh, thing. So the the polls clearly show Donald Trump ahead. CPAC poll, he beats, De, I'm talking about in a Republican primary, he beats DeSantis by 40 points. Emerson uh, College poll shows him in New Hampshire beating DeSantis by, I think, like 60 points. Mm. And um, and yet it appears as though Ron DeSantis is hell-bent on running. And this is no slam against DeSantis, because I just saw something pop up on Fox that had a pop, just a, a favorability poll. And Trump was at 80, and DeSantis was at 75. That's They're among Republicans. They're both wonderful. Uh, uh, yes. Among Republicans. They're both doing wonderfully among the Republicans. And I keep saying we need both of them. But yeah. if, if we end up with two bull elephants fighting against each other, we may end up with neither one of them, Killer B. Yeah, that would be a shame. And, um, you know, Trump's right. I know he likes to talk about his accomplishments a lot, a lot but that's just his style. Um, but clearly, uh, DeSantis would not have won without Trump's endorsement. He was behind in the polls. And, um, God, heaven forbid, look who we could have had. Yeah, Governor, Governor Gillum. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, I clearly remember that because uh, Adam Putnam, was he was the designated guy. He had been the agricultural commissioner for eight years. I don't know if you ever met him, but I, I had a chance to oh, meet yeah. him in that primary. Nice guy, you know, had the conservative. Great. Go ahead, yeah. He's a great guy. I know Adam well. I mean, he was. I've uh, done a lot of political things with <clears throat> with Adam, and he's. Um, I don't know. Uh, he kind of uh, fell off the wayside. I haven't heard anything from him, but um, he did a great job while he was in office. And once again, he was the designated guy. Ron DeSantis was bore bound in the polls. He was going nowhere, and he managed to get Donald Trump's endorsement. And next thing you know, he's the governor of the state of Florida. And you're right, he would not be governor of the state of Florida. And by the way, Nikki Haley probably wouldn't be running for president if he had not appointed her the secretary of uh, of the U.N. secretary, or or our U.N. ambassador, I should say. Same thing with Pompeo, Mike Pence. None of them would be, have the stature that they have now were it not for Donald J. Trump. And yet, you know, very Shakespearean-like, all they want to do is stick a dagger in his back. Yeah, that's a shame. You know, uh, there is no loyalty in politics, I well, guess, and uh, that's just a shame. I mean, I'm a very loyal guy, just like you guys are. Well, you know, and, and to me, it's not just a, a matter of loyalty to Trump. It's a matter of loyalty to the nation and to we the people. We have been cheated. And if that's not set right, we'll never be the, the true constitutional republic that we're supposed to be. Absolutely. And I mentioned that on, uh, you know, several shows shows back. I mentioned that we if we abandon Trump, we are doing exactly what the liberals want us to do. And now that the uh, January 6th tapes uh, uh, have been released, and I'm sure you guys have seen those, I mean, 
this is another thing that's going to be very favorable to Trump once it's really uh, exposed. It's yeah. only at the tip of the iceberg now because it hasn't been around enough yet. Yeah. Killer B, have you seen enough of those tapes to uh, give us your impression on what was something that maybe surprised you about uh, seeing the videotapes? Well, it was clear that the FBI and the um, and the security guards were were in on it. I mean. <laughs> they were just letting people in, walking them through the halls. Then all of a sudden, um, I guess uh, Pelosi, uh, that's my best guess, um, somebody schemed up something, um, or whether it was, it had to be planned all along, but um, or as quick as they could, it was their makeshift plan to another plan to bury Trump. No, I think and, I think uh, I think it, it, there were two things. One, I think they were actually fearful that Mike Pence might do what Trump wanted him to do, uh, and that that it actually might work. Because as I've pointed out on the show, what Trump was doing, what his lawyer Eastman came up with, that plan actually was a version of what the Democrats did to try to get rid of George W. Bush in 2004. Benny Thompson, the head of the 1-6 committee, Maxine Waters, uh, Congresswoman Tubbs, a guy by the name of James Clyburn, remember him? They all Absolutely. got together and objected to the Bush election in 2024 I'm sorry uh, 2004 they wanted the deleg- they wanted the electors from Ohio thrown out they were uh, alleging that there was voter fraud in Ohio and that those deleg- those electors should be thrown out and if that would have happened John Kerry would have been the president of the United States they were trying to do the same thing that and so they were fearful that it might work, knowing that they had tried it themselves. The only reason they failed was because they couldn't get any senators to go along with it. Trump did. So I think that they needed anything to stop that from happening. And a little violence uh, always you know, goes over your, your political ills. No, I think you're right on target, Chris. Yeah, and it's, and, and the, the, the scheming had to do with, once again, to your point, Killer B, got to get rid of Trump. No matter what, no matter the cost, no matter what it takes, got to get rid of Trump. And, and so, you know, they, that's how they rationalize it, Pierce. Yeah, um, we know that the uh, FBI had Judas goats in the crowd that day, in other words, to shepherd Trump supporters, to rile them up, to shepherd them up to the steps, like cause Ray, violence. Like so, Ray Epps. Like Ray Epps, yeah. And I've heard that, um, I've, I've heard comparisons between uh, January 6th and the Nazi Reichstag fire of 1933, yeah. where the Nazis burned down the Reichstag and used the event that they enacted to then enact martial law. That's what I said on this very show, January the 7th, 2021. And soon after I said it, I heard Dennis Prager saying the same thing, and he said it again just the other day. He listens to us. I you know mean, he does. He might. Killer B, but but Killer B, that, that, that's, once again, they are willing to go to any lengths to get their way. I'm talking about the left. And, oh, absolutely. And I dare... Whatever. Whatever they're, whatever they're uh, saying that, you know, whatever they're accusing the right of, they are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just amazing how they talk about democracy and democracy, democracy, when they are killing democracy. Well, For I'm, an example, 
Yeah, just uh, for example. But um, I, 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 to change it up a little bit, I know you are a budget-oriented guy. Uh, what did you think about Joe Biden's massive budget? I mean, he has got to be borrowing Hunter's crack. Ten percent of it for the big guy. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's exactly what has got us into the inflation mess that we're into now. I cannot believe it. All these positions, growing government so big, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And 25 percent of the government doesn't even show up for work every day. Yeah, no doubt, and and not to mention all the redundancy, the the various agencies that are all tasked with basically doing the same thing. You know, the EPA is not the only agency that looks out for the environment. The Commerce Department does that as well. So does Interior. Exactly. So, and and that's just a couple of examples of the redundancy in our government. But this gets... Oh, I fought against it. I fought against it so hard. You in Hillsborough County. Uh, I believe I've mentioned this. We had something called uh, Tampa Pollution Control, which in, in, uh, started out with a couple of people to uh, monitor water and air quality, and now it's morphed into the uh, EP, EPC, uh, the Environmental Protection Commission. So they got a nice acronym and built up a, a huge 173-employee, $30 million um for thirty forty million dollar budget, and they it's a race to the wetland uh, lines to delineate the wetlands between them and uh, Swift Mud. So now you've got Swift Mud, you've got uh, DEP, you've got the EPC, you've got the Army Corps of Engineers, all doing the same thing. Sounds like alphabet soup going on here. Pushing paper, collecting a check, nothing's happening. And of course, the taxpayers footing the bill for all of it, right? I, I, Yes, and for the life of me, I do not understand. But I believe me, we're heading down some rough times, guys uh, and gals. I promise you, we are. Um, <laughs> we just can't sustain this debt load. Even though the numbers came out, you know, bright, uh, inflation still up, which means interest rates are going to go up. And the bank just folded in, in uh, Simi Valley Bank. I guess it was that just folded. Uh, People who are standing at the doorsteps trying to get their money in California. Yeah. Well, Did you hear about that? Yeah, uh, that's Silicon Valley Bank. Yep. Yeah, we spent the yeah. entire first half hour of the show covering the malaise that is the economy and the precipice that we're on with the uh, quantitative tightening and the history of that, plus rising interest rates and inflation and the uh, policy of the Biden administration is truly a rich, witch's brew. Well, I'm going to sleep good tonight because Joe Biden said he's encouraged that we're going in the right direction, Killer B. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just pray that uh, Congress has a backbone and they stand up to this and that, um, I mean, the, the uh, best, to the best of my knowledge, Biden can't pa- pass the budget without Congress's approval. Well, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he can't have an executive order. No. And they have to stick to their guns. By the way, the Fox is just now running a story about that bank failure, and the FDIC basically took control of the bank to pretty much liquidate its balance balance sheet. So, but yeah, this is. Uh, and by the way, you also had, I believe, it was a Seagate uh, was a crypto 
bank that closed also this past week. Yes, yeah, so three, three now three financial firms that were backed by crypto that had their reserves in crypto have failed. First FTX, yep. then uh, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, and then the Seagate. Fun fact for you, Brian, 97.3% of all bank deposits in Silicon Valley banks and the Silicon Valley Bank that failed today are over 250000 and therefore uninsured by the FDIC. Ooh, only up to 250000 right? Right, right. <clears throat> what they do then, I believe, is they take all the assets, uh, sell off the assets, and divide it accordingly. Yeah, any shareholders, and bondholders, that sort of thing. That's right, and they'd already tried that. They had a capital call on Wednesday where they tried to sell a lot of the crypto, but the value has crashed so bad and they were upside down on the bonds, they couldn't raise enough capital and everything just collapsed on top of itself. Mm. A run on the bank, if you will. Yeah, a modern-day run on the bank. All right, Killer B, stay there, please. You folks, stay there, please, as well. We'll be right back with more Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries Radio Reality TV show, where we are Titans of Talk Radio, the voice to be reckoned with, because we do what others don't, go where others won't, dare to think and say the unthinkable. We'll be right back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. American Adversaries listeners, owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala. Or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces. This is the ultimate in dine-in, take-out, fantastic food for another night. Cafe Positano, 407-774-8080. Fresh-made Italian food from Pasquale's family to you. Real estate in Florida is on fire. And to succeed in a hyper-competitive market, you need the very best mortgage broker on your home team. This is Ashley Bedford with Patriot Home Funding, the official mortgage broker of the American Adversaries Radio Network. Patriot Home Funding offers a variety of loan options, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, renovation, investor debt service coverage, bank statement loans, purchases, and refinances. Every loan you need to make your American dream come true. Call us today at 407-389-5132 or visit us on the web at myphf.com to get started on your journey. That's 407-389-5132 or myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream. Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699 and is an equal housing lender. Ashley Bedford is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 1278530. I'm Ashley Legend, and I approve this message. It's official. Tijuana Flats now has carnitas. Yes! We're turning up the Tex-Mex flavors full blast with our new cranked-up carnitas. Try our new queso blanco carnitas chimichanga, the chipotle barbecue pork tacos topped with bacon and barbecue sauce, and the spicy habanero carnitas burrito. And try our new dueling queso appetizer featuring new queso blanco. Order carnitas now at tijuanaflats.com. We are back, and we got the killer bee with us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being with us as well. 
And don't forget to stick around for Roger Franklin Williams with Sports Central coming up next. And then Charlie Kirk and Officer Tatum follow him. Okay, back to the Killer B. Killer B, i got to get your opinion about this story here. Nostradamus, please. Former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick has accused his adoptive white parents of perpetuating racism. And in an interview on, that aired on Thursday... He's got a new uh, graphic novel. It's not a novel. It's a graphic novel. It's a comic book. Yeah. It's called Change the Game, in which he called his upbringing problematic. The biracial quarterback, he's not entirely black. He's a little bit of both. But how do we know that? That's He says so. Oh, okay. He says he knows his parents loved him, but there were still very problematic things that I went through. Inspired to braid his hair in cornrows like his hero, NBA star Allen Iverson, Kaepernick received pushback from his parents. His mom says in the graphic novel, he's getting what rolls? Kaepernick says after styling his hair that way, mom said his hair looked unprofessional and he looked like a little thug. Killer B. Wow. You know, I know he's trying to sell books for his new book, but uh, to throw your parents under the bus is really sad. I mean, what good parents didn't tell you what they liked or didn't like? It was... It was constant because we grew up in different eras. I've told my children what I didn't like and and what I did like and you know it was all in the name of love. I, I guarantee you that he had good parents. He admitted he had good parents. But yeah. um, you know my, my parents hated for example when I grew my hair long. They'd tell me always get a haircut get a haircut. Would I throw my parents under the bus for telling me to get a haircut? Of course not. Think about all that they did you know from raising me you know how much it costs to raise a child i mean back then well in today's dollars it'd be the same as back then really but it's a lot of money Uh, a lot of nostradamus could probably find that out real quick but it's very 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 expensive to raise a child and uh obviously he was raised in a house full of love and one thing that that does bother me in biracial um uh people is you know like obama he does not like he doesn't care for white people and his mother was white he throws his own mother under the bus and i don't care what race you are we have to respect all races not not just say whitey's guilty of everything i mean this is crazy i gotta ask you uh, brian when uh, you were in your late teens early 20s did your parents give you grief about when are you going to get a real job instead of that wrestling thing you're doing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they kind of didn't like it at first, but, um, you know, they learned, they learned that I, you bring a championship uh, home belt and that changes a lot of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My they dad was making money. My and dad that. didn't like me having long hair either. And I remember, you remember uh, driving movies? Oh, yeah. Uh, me, me yeah. my dad took me and some, a couple of my buddies to a drive-in movie one night. And so he let us sit in the front seat, and I was sitting in the driver's seat, and he was sitting in the back, and I had long hair, right? And so I didn't realize at the time, because I wasn't old enough to drive, that if you put your foot on the brake, even if the car is not engaged, that the brake lights come on, right? So I had my foot on the brakes, and so this guy comes up from behind me to tell me, you know, that you got your brake lights on. He knocks, he, he knocks on the window. I got the the the. the speaker thing there, so I roll the window down, he goes, ma'am, would you please take your foot off the brakes? And my dad started laughing so hard. <laughs> I was so mad that night, but I tell you what, I would love to have my dad back now laughing at me again, you know? 
<laughs> Ma'am, would you take your foot off the brakes? I'll never forget that. But it is. It's a, it's a sign of ingratitude. I mean, uh, just a totally an ingrate uh, as to his parents. They, they loved uh, him enough to adopt him, raise him, give him the chance to be a, a, a football star, make millions of dollars. And in order to make a few more dollars, what does he do but kick sand in their face, right? Yeah, and the tone deafness of it, because we're telling stories about our parents here, it's no different. It's no different. All parents are like that. I'm like that younger generation with the tattoos and piercings and stuff. I think it looks stupid. They but still, it's the style. It is what on, it is. They didn't get on your back because they're white. They got it on your back because they're your parents and they love you. Uh, exactly. And I don't think he is a parent. I don't think he and his wife have any children, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe that, uh, <laughs> if he ever did, he might rethink that sort of thing. But, you know, it, it's typical of the left and a lot of their policies, you know, and this, this uh, uh, you know, social governance stuff, the, you know, the ESG stuff and the, and the AEI stuff, uh, a lot of this is based on ingratitude of how good we have it. You know, Killer B? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize how much their parents went through for them. Now, I understand there's some parents, you know, that weren't so good. You know, maybe there was you know, problems with alcohol and abuse and things like that, and I understand that, but that was not uh, the case of Colin Kaepernick. And Brian, don't you think part of it, too, is that the modern-day left looks more towards the government and the culture to shape and raise the kids instead of the church and family? Absolutely, absolutely. takes a village to raise a child, right, Hillary? (laughs) Right, Hillary. uh, um, (laughs) In the meantime... Uh, you know, these hearings, they've been, you know, damning and the things that we're finding out. But there's so much that's going on. Is it is it is it not problematic that a lot of the stuff may just get lost in the sauce, Killer B? I mean, because you had revelations coming about the COVID origin, Dr. Redfield talking about it being a gain of function and our government all being in on it. You had the Afghanistan hearings. You had the Twitter hearings. You got the tapes all coming out. I mean, this is a lot of news, big news crammed into one week. It is. And the only thing that the, that I saw that um, the um – that the lamestream media reported on was that the House voted 419 to zero to declassify the COVID origins and talked about, um, you know, bipartisan politics, um, rare bipartisan politics. But, you know, they um, pick and choose. But one thing I I promise you is that they are going to, um, when they find out this is really from the lab in China, that's when we're going to see the rubber hit the road. Well, certainly, you know, we've been saying this, Donald Trump has been saying this, and once again, every all the revelations that came out this week point back into Donald Trump's favor. In other words, that he was right about this, he was right about that, you know. Exactly. And 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 he was creating peace in the world while Biden is creating chaos in the world, killer bee. Absolutely, absolutely. There's not a person, I don't know anybody that can say they're they were better off uh, today, that they're better off today than they were a few years ago. 
Um, I mean, look at the stock market. Look at the interest rates. Look at the wars. We're losing lives, more lives than ever being lost because of the southern border. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we uh, there's some good suggestions about uh, going after the cartel, and I certainly hope they do. The problem is, is that Biden's got us into so many fronts where we're going to have to prepare for Russia, China, and um, and the cartels, you know, Middle East, the cartels. I mean. It's it, we're we're in a difficult place right now. And we need God more than ever. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Killer B, no better place to leave it than right there. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, guys. As well, thank you so much. And don't forget to Bye, get, guys. get some copies of his book, Truth Be Told, on Amazon or at Amazon. In the meantime, keep loving, keep praying so very much, ladies and gentlemen. We need you to do that. A little Skinner there, I need you. And then keep loving, keep praying, and don't give up doing that. We need it. Night, everybody. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. WORL, Orlando. News Talk 7.